This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll you'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions questions asked. It's a minor detail podcast. I've been watching you doing that Macarena on television. And if I could have your silence, I would like to demonstrate for you. The Al Gore version of the Macarena. Would you like to see it again? Uh, There's uh, Al Gore from the 96 Democratic National Convention demonstrating the Al Gore version of the Macarena. And he basically uh, stood there in the middle of the stage. Uh, the Macarena there at the uh, top of the podcast because it was this day in 1996 that the Macarena went to uh, number one and stayed there for 14 weeks. Quite possibly the greatest one-hit wonder of all time. Los Del Rios, the group who originally did the song. But everybody can point to three people for its success. Jammin' Johnny Kareed from Power 96 radio station in Miami. And two guys, friends of his, called the Bayside Boys, who took that original version from 92, remixed it, put some English lyrics to it, used a sample from the great Yaz song called Situation. The dance came along, and the Macarena was born, thanks to those three. And that was the Bayside Boys remix right there. And that's the version that really everybody played on the radio. And that's what got popular. I was working in Lafayette, Louisiana in uh, 96. And I was at a bar one night where they had kind of a Latin feel to this bar. And a guy was playing that version of the Macarena. And I went up to him and I asked, what the heck is that? And he said, that's the Macarena. Asked him if he had another copy. He said he did. He gave it to me. I went back, put it on the air there in Lafayette on the radio station that following Monday. And I'm responsible for Lafayette, Louisiana, discovering the Macarena. Actually, that DJ at the bar, I wish I knew his name. I'd give him credit. But I'm going to take credit instead. Well, 14 weeks at number one for the Macarena. Went there on this day in 1996. Again, the greatest one-hit wonder of all time, according to VH1. Well, welcome, everybody. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. It is Tuesday, August 3rd, and a lot to get to today here on the podcast. A lot of news to cover, a lot of COVID news uh, to cover. Got some Olympic stuff that we'll talk about as well, and just a whole bunch of stuff going on around in the world. And We'll talk about that uh, today here on the podcast. Well, Tyson Foods is the latest big company to require all of its U.S. workforce to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. Tyson Foods, based in uh, Springdale, Arkansas, they made that announcement uh, uh, today. 
and they will require all their employees to get uh, vaccinated. They join companies like Walmart and Disney and Facebook and many others who have said you have to get vaccinated or you cannot uh, return to work. Uh, the Tyson employees have until October 1st to get that done. Now they can opt out if they have reasons for not getting the vaccine, religious or medical reasons. Speaking of COVID, the U.S. finally reached their 70% vaccination goal. It was a month late, but they got to that on Monday. And uh, now we'll hopefully be able to get uh, more people vaccinated. Vaccination numbers are actually starting to really tick up, so that's good. And uh, hopefully we'll get more and more people uh, vaccinated and we can eventually get to herd immunity. That would be nice. Speaking of COVID, very sad story uh, out of Oklahoma. Family there in Norman urging the public to get vaccinated after COVID took the life of a mother and son just weeks apart. 60-year-old Lori Underwood died Sunday afternoon after contracting COVID-19. Underwood's son, David, who was 35, he died on July 14th. Underwood's son leaves behind a 10-year-old son of his own. It was early July when Underwood's family of four began showing symptoms of COVID-19. Fever, cough, and difficulty breathing. Family initially wrote off the diagnosis until Underwood and her son were hospitalized. Underwood's husband and daughter successfully fought off the virus. Again, very sad when it hits big clusters of uh, families like that. And uh, that's just been a terrible story. Well, we know there is a nursing shortage uh, across the country. In Oklahoma, that's especially high. Federal Bureau of Health noted the state has 44,200 nurses. That translates to 11.1 nurses per 1,000 people. If you think about that, that's just an incredibly low number. But man, 11.1 nurses per 1,000 people in the state. Just a very, very tough shortage. And hopefully uh, more are getting into that business because it is really a great calling. Other news, comedian Kathy Griffin has revealed that she's been diagnosed with stage one lung cancer. Uh, Griffin, who is uh, 60 years old, made the announcement today on social media in a note uh, to her fans. We hope the best for her. Again, Kathy Griffin coming out with her cancer diagnosis. Well, congratulations to Simone Biles. She bounced back and uh, did compete in the balance beam finals in the Olympics, and she won a bronze medal. Remember, Simone Biles had dropped out of the team competition and the other competitions because of uh, problems with her mental health. Uh, but she got back in and she got a bronze medal. So congratulations uh, to Simone Biles. Very sad story about Wayne Brady. Wayne Brady has confirmed reports he was the target of a racist, expletive-filled voicemail. The disturbing rant was left at the CBS studios in Los Angeles where the television host tapes Let's Make a Deal. Message was turned over to the L.A. Police Department, according to TMZ. Brady said, I'm not mad. I'm actually happy that we can talk about this. TMZ posted audio of the message, in which the caller, who is a man, repeatedly called Brady a effing N-word. Brady added, it's a shame that we live in a world where people feel like they can say whatever they want. But he's not losing sleep over the message. In fact, he hopes it'll help spark a bigger conversation. Well, if you've been following this story about 
Ashton Kutcher and his wife Mila Kunis and the fact that they don't bathe their kids on a regular basis. Uh, There's an update. Actually, they have some people supporting their side of the story now. They said in an interview with the Dax Shepard podcast that neither they nor their kids have daily full body washes. Kucha said if you see the dirt on them, I clean them. Otherwise, there's no point. Kunis added that she wasn't that parent that bathed my newborns ever. Well, they do have some people on their side. A group of pediatricians and even the American Academy of Dermatology Association says that uh, it's, it's okay to skip some days. They said children ages 6 to 11 should bathe at least once or twice a week and when dirty, sweaty, smelly, or after a swim. Dina Shapiro, director of pediatric ENT at the hospital at UCLA, said children don't need to be bathed or shower every day unless they get especially dirty, such as after a day at the beach, the park, or a theme park. The chief of pediatric dermatology at Mount Sinai Hospital said that while kids may vary depending on their particular skin needs, bathing every day is drying to the skin for most people. So, maybe Dr. Kucher and Dr. Kunis knew what they were talking about. Well, a cat got on the field in Yankee Stadium Monday night, and the crowd began to cheer MVP. That's because nobody could catch the cat. This happened in the eighth inning of the Yankees game on Monday. Small cat made it onto the field, immediately booked it toward the outfield. Cat ran for Orioles left fielder Ryan McKenna before changing direction, settling on the warning track by the bullpen. Some Yankee staffers eventually circled the cat but couldn't grab it. Cat remained on the move for a while, evading security along the way. And again, the crowd started chanting MVP and let's go cat. Historians in baseball who have covered the game for a long time said they think that is the longest that an animal has stayed on the field before it got caught. Unfortunately, the cat was probably astray, scared out of its mind in the very loud and well-lit confines of Yankee Stadium. It's something we've seen before in both baseball and the New York area over the last few years. But again, they think this is the longest that an animal had ever been on the field before it got caught in any major sporting event. So good for the cat. That woman had incredible talent. Her name was Aaliyah. Uh, that was uh, AJ Nothing But a Number. Great song she had in 1994, where she died in a plane crash in 2001. Hard to believe we're coming up here on the uh, 20th anniversary of the plane crash that took Aaliyah's life. Again, August 25th will be 20 years. And there's been so many questions over the years about why that plane ever got a chance to take off because there were so many problems with it. Arguments have broken out between Leah's entourage and the pilot over the plane being overweight. After the crash, it was confirmed that the small twin-engine plane exceeded its maximum weight limit by several hundred pounds. Plus, the weight was not evenly distributed, which would made the plane harder to control. The last significant update came in 2002. That's when a toxicology report found the inexperienced pilot had cocaine and alcohol in his system. There's a music journalist named Kathy Andoli who has written a new book getting ready to come out. It's called Baby Girl, better known as Leah. And it's going to cover some of these real puzzling parts of what actually happened 
in that plane crash. It'll be very interesting to see what comes out of the information that she puts out. But again, we're coming up on the 20th anniversary of the death of Aaliyah. Hard to believe it's been that long. Well, Coco Austin, the uh, wife of Ice-T, tells Us Weekly this week that she is still breastfeeding her daughter. Her daughter's name is Chanel, and she will turn six in November. She said she is on solids and will eat steak and burgers. Also likes a little snack every now and then, as in being nursed. She said Chanel still likes to nurse. It's a big bonding moment for a mother and your child. She added that she plans to follow her daughter's lead rather than completely cut her off. Coco says, why take that away from her? If she doesn't want it, all right, that's where you stop it. But I'm not just going to say no. The former Ice Loves Coco star first addressed the extended breastfeeding last year when she posted a photo of her nursing her then four-year-old daughter. So again, Chanel will turn six coming up in November. Well, if you're a fan of Family Guy, you probably know there's a feud going on between the creator Seth MacFarlane and Fox's biggest star, Tucker Carlson. Well, now the Family Guy creator, Seth MacFarlane, said that he's getting so fed up with Tucker Carlson that he's thinking about moving his animated adult comedy show to another network. After broadcasting Family Guy on Fox for 19 seasons, McFarland said that Carlson's antics on Fox News has him rethinking Fox Broadcasting Company as the home for Family Guy and his other animated sitcom, American Dad, where it's been since 2005. Although it's not the same division as Fox News, it's under the same corporate umbrella. McFarland says, Tucker Carlson's latest opinion piece once again makes me wish Family Guy was on any other network. Look, Fox, we both know this marriage isn't working anymore. The mastermind behind over 360 episodes of the Griffin Family Annex referenced Carlson's latest opinion piece. While it's unclear exactly which segment he's referring to, there have been plenty of moments on Tucker Carlson tonight recently that could have rubbed McFarlane the wrong way, like Carlson repeatedly suggesting that Dr. Fauci created the pandemic, likening vaccines to sterilization, or lobbying for teachers to wear body cams to ensure they don't teach critical race theory. Reruns of the show's first 15 seasons are also syndicated on Adult Swim, TBS, and FX. Hulu is the only company with streaming rights for seasons 1 through 19 of Family Guy. So we'll see how far this goes. And we can't get out of here today without doing this. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. You came along and everything started to hum. Still, it's a real good bet. The best is yet to come. A happy 95th birthday today to Anthony Dominic Benedetto, better known as the great Tony Bennett. Again, turning 95 today. Happy birthday to him and my lovely wife, who also has a birthday today. She shares it with Tony Bennett. That's pretty darn cool. All right, that's going to wrap up the podcast today. Have yourself a wonderful day. I'll see you back here tomorrow for another edition of a Minor Detail Podcast. Jess, 
Tell everybody where they can find us. Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments? Email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.